0: Maybe we were getting straight A's.
1: Is this School of Rock?
0: Yeah, that pop was my neck.
1: Jesus Christ, are you dying? Cause you're 30 now.
0: Okay. Starts crying. Welcome back to the Shaking Out Scared Podcast. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Bibi. Today we're going to be talking about the 1994 film, The Crow, directed by Alex Proyes, I assume. But before we get into that, how are you, Bibi?
1: Our lives are still on fire.
0: The search continues, but we've already been talking about that for so many weeks. It's going to keep going. I hope hope it doesn't, but it's going to.
1: We might be homeless. It's cool. We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It happens sometimes. Do you have any creepy content?
1: I think we do. Did we talk about last night in Soho?
0: No, we did not. I actually forgot about that because I was going to talk about Oddities and Curiosities Expo.
1: We also saw Batman. Did we talk about that?
0: We did not. Okay. (laughs) Where are we? How long has it been since the last episode?
1: We also had your dirty nerdy 30. Did we talk about that? I
0: don't know. (laughs) Did we record it done before? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. So no. No, we did not. No. So there's more than I thought there was.
1: There's a lot to catch up on.
0: Oh, man. What do you want to talk about first?
1: I think your party was super fun. I think it was a success all around.
0: It was. Everybody came in costume, all nerdy, all awesome, all dirty.
1: I copped out and did a horror nerd costume, and I was the May Queen.
0: Yeah, she looked pretty good in it. I'd go to that midsummer, although I'm Mexican, so I'd probably die first.
1: You probably would. Yeah,
0: but thank you for that. I appreciate it.
1: And then we watched Last Night in Soho. Do you want to do rapid fire thoughts? Yeah, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. Might want to cover it on a future episode.
0: And if not, we'll do it on Patreon because- It's just fun sometimes. It's also a really popular movie, so maybe we will stick to the main.
1: Let us know if you want it to be a Patreon exclusive, or if you would like us to cover it on the main feed.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Love her. I thought she was going to be a more prominent character, but she's, you know, without spoilers, not that in the forefront. In the forefront, just not really. Yeah, I
1: I get what you mean because you see the trailers and she's featured like so heavily. I thought the story was going to be a different type of story, and it ended up being something else completely.
0: If you look at it too, you can tell what's gonna happen at the end if you really pay attention you're just gonna oh i saw that coming
1: <laughs> but again without spoilers yeah 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 what else what else we saw batman
0: we did edward cullen playing bruce wayne playing emo batman year two.
1: Oh man just your emo little heart will explode if you watch that movie much like the movie we're covering today
0: oh, it is yeah it's got the same vibe
1: very similar vibe
0: if you look at the funko pop for batman from this one have you seen it no i don't think so what it looks like without the helmet no it's just like crying <laughs> Makeup. <laughs> so it looked like The Crow.
1: Yeah. yeah uh. It's just
0: like runny eye makeup down the pop.
1: We'll get into it. But there are so many things from this movie that I think inspired like a lot of Batman.
0: <laughs> oh, possibly. the Batman movie like Ree from and Deli mentioned is very heavy on the horror themes. Agreed. Go watch it if you have. I'm sure you have because everybody, everybody We're has. We're super late at this point. What I do want to say is I don't like or care for the Joker by Ooh, what's his name? Hot take. The racist guy from the Eternals. Yes, that guy. I don't remember his name. He's that one kid. I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do, but I don't like it. And people were like, oh my God, it's so eerie. Oh my God, it's so crazy. What? It's like... Bone chilling. No, I watched it twice. And I both times was like, no, this this, this, this just doesn't work. It's like if I was trying to be Joker. I don't have a voice that's menacing enough to be the Joker. (laughs) You know?
1: (laughs) Oh, man, we could get into a whole discussion on my opinions of the Joker. But that's not what we're here for.
0: No, we're here for crying men. Yeah. Like me right now. But we were also at the Oddities and Curiosities Expo. That was awesome. Everyone who's in our Discord has already heard me talk about the giraffe that we saw for $3,500 from the neck up. Taxidermy. You hated it.
1: It was also very expensive.
0: Someone asked also, Anthony, shout out to him. He asked how much the hyena was. I didn't see the price, but someone bought a hyena, and that was pretty fucking cool.
1: There was so many cool things there. A lot of taxidermy animals, like you would imagine.
0: There's so many jar ones, too. Specimens. So sad. Trigger warning, there were a lot of puppies in jars.
1: That made me so sad. I did not like that. Kittens, too.
0: Yeah, it was not. uh... I think when it's pets, it's like weird. When you see like frogs and snakes which i guess is also pets it's kind of like Meh. but when you see weird shit like scorpions which is also probably a pet <laughs> who's keeping a scorpion as a pet i've seen people who have pet scorpions interesting i'd keep a pet scorpion of you never know you who's would. gonna rob you and, and accidentally re- smash your scorpion jar not knowing what it is and then the scorpion's gonna save your life or kill you
1: on accident i mean
0: it's a 50 50 chance right
1: you're, you're willing to take it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i have more because okay we got these carrie and creep show records from waxwork records which is really cool and we're waiting on like four more that were pre-orders but they have so many with such cool artwork you guys have probably already seen them on the socials yep the carry one is cool because it comes with two records the fire gets more intense on the disc so it's like kind of orange yellow on the first side and then the last side is like blood red the creep show one's kind of cool too because it kind of looks like you're going through a portal screen it's very pretty i can't wait to see the rest
1: that's all i got that's all
0: you got what comfort content do you have nothing okay me neither
1: there is no comfort
0: send help Or say hi. Maybe that'll bring us comfort. So since nothing is comforting, let's bring some comfort with what you made today.
1: Yes. We make that joke a lot.
0: Well, it's just become a thing, unfortunately. This is a drinking podcast. Is it? (laughs) No. Wow.
1: So for today, I went with a drink I am calling Devil's Night, which is talked about heavily in this whole film. It is the night before Halloween, kind of like a purge type situation. So, I wanted to make something spicy. I feel like I always just want to make something spicy.
0: We are Mexican. That's the default. If it's not spicy, is it even worth trying? Good point.
1: So, for this one, I went with a weird syrup. It's actually chile guajillo and honey syrup mixed together. You boil that and it makes this spicy, sweet syrup. And you basically build a margarita with it. So, I added pineapple juice and lime juice to it. Obviously, your choice of tequila or mezcal, topped it with a little squirt, and then shook it again with some chamoy just because I wanted it really
0: spicy. Chamoy! Love me some spicy syrup.
1: Just more and more spicy syrup in this drink. <laughs> yes. Do you want to try it?
0: I'm ready for it. This is good. I love this drink. <laughs> yeah, like the hint of spice at the back of your throat. Do you think the devil would drink this on his night?
1: I would hope so. It's delicious.
0: Would you drink this while lighting a bunch of buildings on fire?
1: I mean, I probably wouldn't be outside lighting a bunch of buildings on fire. You'd
0: probably be inside drinking this. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'll be there in a minute.
1: I gotta make some cocktails. Yeah. Also, in case we forgot to mention, this was Eric's pick for his birthday episode.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool to do a comic book movie that is also inspired by horror. This one's Crow, created by James O'Barr, which was produced or published by Caliber Comics. We were both thinking that maybe it was put together by someone else, but it sounds like in 2004 or six, Image Comics, which is The Walking Dead, Famous, and Invincible, they made like their own run of a couple different series. But I brought up to you that there's also another comic that's kind of like this that's based on a love story and someone dying called The Darkness which also was done by Image, and apparently the creators were like, it's kind of like The Crow when they were trying to make a movie out of it.
1: That's how you sell it. I suggested this movie because you actually showed me this film a couple years ago. I hadn't seen it, which is so surprising because it is exactly my cup
0: of tea. It's so iconic, too.
1: For a lot of sad reasons.
0: Yeah. I left that one for the front of my fun facts because I was like, let's just get it out of the way. Everybody knows this fact.
1: It's the obvious one that you just have to include. But before we get to that part, what would you rate this?
0: I would rate it a 4.5. What about you?
1: five out of five for me
0: yeah the spice is good
1: i am a spicy oversweet kind of person and this is delicious
0: you know what would be good to put in it one of those like spicy watermelon paletas
1: mm, yes yes tamarindo candies
0: yes yes so if you have those available or even like a pulparindo a mm-hmm. little thing and twist it oh
1: yeah put it in there actually we should get one of those for the video
0: yeah a little behind the scenes there
1: love it go try it do you have fun facts for
0: me i have plenty of fun facts for you like i said before i want to get the horrible stuff out the way just because that's what everyone knows about this movie which is how much stuff happened including the unfortunate death of branlin lee who plays eric draven just to list a couple, if not a bunch, of what happened. A carpenter Jim Morticius, face, chest, and arms were severely burned after his crane hit live power lines. A publicist Jason D. Scott got in a minor car accident. One of the equipment trucks randomly caught fire. A sculptor who was, quote, impossible to work with drove his car through the blaster shop. A construction worker accidentally drove a screwdriver through his hand after slipping. A storm destroyed several different sets. This was all throughout, like, the production of the movie. And, yeah, people say that this set's cursed. There's, like, so many documentaries about cursed films and this one always pops up on there because people think like what the fuck what was going on
1: yeah i actually watched i think a year ago when we started the podcast and there's a series on shutter called cursed films and this is obviously one of the ones that is talked about it's very interesting watching that series because throughout a lot of them they kind of play a little more into the lore you know of like poltergeist and the exorcist being like really cursed but when they get to the crow it's just a very sad somber episode there's no like belief in a curse or anything it's just kind of like this terrible thing
0: happened which is obviously the biggest one it's eerie because i read an article to get a bunch of these from 1993 of entertainment weekly which i assume happened before this because there's no mention of that and they're like other than that and all this crazy shit that's happened, no one has been, like, severely harmed. Obviously, this next thing happened. So, in the scene where Fumboy Boy pulls out his gun to shoot Eric, the dummy bullets were, quote, hastily fabricated by taking out the gunpowder from real bullets because of the time pressure crew members were under. The lead tip of the dummy bullet became lodged in the barrel of the gun and pushed out by the blank charge, scratched the bottom of the shopping bag before perforating Lee's navel, and managed to puncture the stem of the aorta, where it branches to provide blood supply to the legs. No one knew he was dead until a cut was called and he wouldn't get up. He died that afternoon at the age of 28.
1: Damn, so young.
0: It's unfortunate for Brandon Lee, but also for those who don't know, Brandon Lee's Bruce Lee's son, who is also... A famous actor that died it just sucks like father and son both gone powerful figures in hollywood you know even brandon lee this was probably his like breakout role at 28 bruce you know everybody knows bruce
1: yeah it's very eerie because bruce lee's last film was actually playing an actor who is shot and killed while filming a movie when a prop gun goes wrong and just knowing that that's how his son died many years later There is like talks of there being a Lee curse where the firstborn sons are killed from each family. And this kind of makes people believe that it's true.
0: That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, he did an awesome job.
1: He did great.
0: I've seen some of the other films he's been in. I can't recall like the exact name. Obviously, The Crow is the biggest one. He was in only a couple of other films before this, but this was like the biggest one. This movie won the box office that opening weekend and got like 51 million dollars gross in the u.s
1: i think it was meant to be his breakout role kind of away from the shadow of his father and propel him to his own stardom but it just didn't work out that way
0: apparently the directors even just like straight up knew they wanted him to be in this role because they're like we need someone who's like metal They originally were thinking about maybe getting like a musician, but that would be weird because he'd have to be athletic, and they're like Mm -hmm. Brandon Lee is like a perfect mix of athletic and like a rocker guy. It just sucks. Fun facts are supposed to be fun. I'm sorry. This is not fun. This is not fun. So I figured I'd just kinda rip the band-aid here. But moving on, the crow comic book creator James O'Barr based the story on the death of his fiance. These are just get so sad who was killed by a drunk driver, and a story he heard of a couple that was killed in order to steal their engagement ring, which was only $30.
1: People suck. Yeah, it's not good. It's also very ironic that then Brandon Lee passed away and his fiance never got to get married either.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, a little unfortunate. Again, adding to the what people say is cursed about this film. I wonder if that comes even from the comic book. True. That James O'Barr put his like grief into this story and it's kind of <laughs> like emitting something.
1: Extremely depressing. Do you have a funner fun fact?
0: Ravens were used instead of crows. There were five crows that were trained to be awake at night and fly in the rain and through wind tunnels. One of them was even trained to land on Brandon.
1: Birds scare me, as everyone knows, but that's cool.
0: I wonder if they did that scene on purpose, too, where he quotes Edgar Allan Poe and he does the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just like, hey, these are ravens, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The last one is the makeup was apparently a source of disagreement. Apparently, people argue that Obar based Eric's makeup on Alice Cooper or Kiss. But he denies that and says it was based on a marionette mask he saw in London. Director Alex Broyas and Brandon Lee didn't like it either because they felt it looked too cheesy and forced when freshly applied. So they liked it better when it looked messy and sweaty.
1: This is very interesting because I don't know if you guys have seen the recent news. They are rebooting this movie.
0: Yeah, and I was afraid you were going to tell me Jared Leto was going to play the crow. Which oh, absolutely is so- not likely for Hollywood lately they're just like dude with long hair and creepy ish Jared Leto
1: however we didn't get that we are getting Bill Skarsgård I like Bill Skarsgård for one I like saying his last name I think it's fun but his makeup design as Pennywise is actually very similar to the makeup design that's used in The Crow
0: it is you think he's gonna do like the slobbering thing like he did in it
1: well when I saw that scene in The Crow I was like huh I could see why they saw that scene and thought you know who could slobbering? Slobber it up like
0: the best of them. Which scene are you telling? I didn't see Crow slobbering. He on did. He
1: comes up out of the shadows, like pissed, and like slobber comes off his mouth. And it looks very much like that scene in the sewer with Pennywise.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to talk a lot on this episode. So I think it's only fair that you do the speed run, even though it's my turn again.
1: (laughs) Okay. I had asked you before recording if you wanted me to do it and you said no. So you didn't let me mentally prepare. Well,
0: I'm going to talk too much though.
1: It is your birthday episode.
0: Ain't nobody like me. Ain't nobody want to hear me talk for the next hour. They shouldn't
1: have clicked on this podcast. I don't know what to tell
0: you. We've been talking for the last 10 minutes. I'm sure they already left. And those of you who are here, I appreciate you. Ready?
1: I think so. I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this. This is going to be bad. I can already tell you. One. Not everybody dies again. Two.
0: No one dies. Everyone dies. No. The main character even dies. <laughs> he died at the beginning. He's
1: already dead. Yeah.
0: He literally says that. He's like, they're all dead already. Okay. Go.
1: Okay. We open on a crime scene and it's pretty brutal. Um, The man is dead and the woman's being taken to the hospital and she dies in the hospital. A little girl is on the scene with the cop and they're kind of talking when the city like bursts into flames. It's a year later, though. I don't remember. I didn't see the time jump. Anyway, we get the man coming up out of the grave. He's actually alive to enact revenge because the crow is so sad for him. So he has superpowers where he's kind of invincible and he's hunting down the men that had murdered his fiance and him on Devil's Night. Um, He tracks them down one by one by one. But there is this man in charge called Top Dollar. With his cool security guard, and he's fucking his sister for some reason. Not the security guard, Top Dollar. And they're like the head of this criminal enterprise, and he's kind of making his way up to kill all of them in revenge. He gets to him last, and they kill his crow, which is his superpower, and they battle out, and Top Dollar still dies. And so Burr. dies the crow. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the end. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not
0: the end. And <laughs> that's the end. No, that's the end. <laughs> the guy dies, and that's the end. That's the end. It's yeah, not it's the end, end. They all die. And that's not the end, more happens after that. The crow is still alive according to your story.
1: I said they killed the crow right when you said "ain't." Eh. You
0: said the guy's still alive.
1: I literally said before the speedrun that he dies. It's
0: fine. You said that the crow dies, not Eric Draven. So what do we do?
1: Uh, you know, I, We did not lose. Chug. I'm doing you a favor and you made me lose. I didn't make you. Okay. What does IMDb say about this movie?
0: IMDb says a man brutally murdered comes back to life as an undead avenger of his and his fiance's murder. IMDb gives it a 7.5. That's, That's good. pretty high. Yes.
1: So do you want to give your first thoughts of when you first saw this movie
0: well when i was a kid i'm gonna go way back and it's like ripple me as baby watching the crow that was two years old now we got the runny makeup Uh, as a baby. (laughs) And it stuck with me forever because you said that for the longest you thought I had eye makeup. Yeah, because my eyelashes are so long. I should do some crow makeup for the video on this. Oh,
1: are you gonna wear a skin
0: tight leather outfit too? Yeah, let's go. I'm gonna get one. It's already in my cart. I was just waiting for you to say it. But no, I I like this movie. I thought it was cool. I love and I have always loved a love revenge story because I feel that like I feel like if your loved ones get murdered by people, it's your duty to go avenge them.
1: You obviously have to go on a murder spree
0: as a vigilante. Yes, you need to save your loved ones. That's how Deadpool did it. That's how The Crow did it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. What about you?
1: I mentioned earlier you were the one who showed me this film. And I am so surprised I didn't know it existed because it was like everything I loved when I was a teenager and I was super emo. The makeup is... Great. I think it was only filmed at night, so it has that very dark vibe. And it's just like something about it works so well. Like, I think everyone's really well casted. The story is just good. Even like the effects, I think, are pretty great. Nothing was like cheesy years later. I just like it.
0: Yeah, apparently they used some pretty new technology to obviously edit Brandon Lee because there were still some scenes that he didn't get to finish filming so they had to use some sort of like computer imaging to do that they used something kind of like claymation where they said that they used like actual prosthetics to pretend that the hand was blown through it was like a prosthetic version of Brandon's arm and then it was like stop motion would be used to show the hand like healing interesting and things like that so they were using a lot of different kinds of tech in this to make it work and it's not horrible the effects are pretty good when you were saying it's everything i loved in high school like i, love, I
1: changed like
0: you changed right i love the sudden breaks into music it's like murder story blah blah and it's like Boo, doo, doo, metal music and the crow's just like yeah yeah and he starts breaking the fuck out of the speaker and the crow's like oh shit bro <laughs> the crow is shook or raven evermore Quote the Raven.
1: Eleanor. Oh, you ready to get into it?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I said there was no comfort content for me, but I do want to say shout out to all my friends and family who wish me a happy birthday. I love y'all. Never forget it.
1: Friends on the socials.
0: Yes, friends in the socials. 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 I appreciate everybody who has become a friend because of this show. Those of you who tweeted at us and said happy birthday, I appreciate y'all. Yeah. yeah makes a birthday that much more special. Cheesy. No, I just want people to know because people will just be acting like people don't matter out here and shit's just going to a crazy. We need to let each other know. We start on Devil's Night, October 30th with a city in chaos. Several buildings on fire, as a voice says that people once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes when something terrible happens and the sadness is unbearable, the soul can't rest, and the crow brings the soul back to make things right. We zoom in on a crime scene at the apartment of Shelley Webster and Eric Draven, whose wedding was going to be on Halloween night. One cop literally says, who the fuck gets married on Halloween anyhow? The main cop says, nobody.
1: (laughs) Poor taste in jokes.
0: Yeah, fuck you guys. Honestly. It looks like Shelly is hanging on to life as she's carried away and cops investigate a body on the pavement that looks like it was thrown out the window. As Shelly's pulled into an ambulance, a younger girl approaches asking about Eric and Shelley just tells the cop to tell him to take care of Sarah. It turns out the younger girl is Sarah and is taken care of by Shelley and Eric. The cop tells him Shelley and Eric will be fine, but the girl tears up and says he's lying. A crow watches as this all unfolds.
1: And you don't know anything at this point. I kind of remember the first scene being the actual crime scene, I didn't realize that we jump right into after they've been murdered.
0: Oh, you thought that the first sequence was going to be like a Watchmen-style murder of the comedian? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, kind of. You just don't know who's under the blanket. You don't know who's who and they say Sarah and Eric and Shelly. You're like,
1: who are these people? Yeah.
0: One year later, Shelly narrates that she used to believe families, friends, and feelings were like a building that gets burnt down. All that's left are ashes. Now she knows if love proves real, nothing can keep two people apart. Not even death. Not even death. Sarah leaves flowers at Shelley and Eric's grave as a crow watches and lands on Eric's headstone. The crow starts pecking at Eric's stone while she rides her skateboard away. The cop eats at a local hot dog shop where Sarah shows up to join him. The cop's name is Albrecht, which is such a unique last name. Even Draven is a, like a weird name.
1: Another thing that I find fascinating about this movie is we have some horror icons here. We have Tony Todd playing one of the henchmen for Top Dollar, and the cop is played by Ernie Hudson, who... Who is in Ghostbusters?
0: Yeah, both of them look so familiar. There was also Michael Wincott. Uh,
1: apparently, he's gonna be in Nope, which yeah. comes out in a few months, and I'm excited for that.
0: You know, I like Top Dollar's character too. He doesn't seem like a cheesy guy.
1: No, I think while I was watching him, and this is what I mean by it was like so well casted, it was like a very
0: believable villain.
1: And I was also thinking, like he would have been a good Dracula.
0: He would. He's got the long hair. He probably would have been a better Dracula than who that guy was in Van Helsing. Van Helsing, yeah. A bunch of hooligans at a shop nearby start destroying a place, and we flash to the crow at the cemetery watching as Eric's grave rips open. Eric climbs out, screaming while the crow caws. The guys yell, fire it up! This is their whole thing the entire movie. They're like talking to each other literally like yo bro so what are you gonna eat for lunch today he's like a fucking sandwich fire it up and they all start just slapping each other and yelling fire it up it's very
1: annoying it is all they do throughout the whole movie they're
0: all dead and the one who's left alive is like oh man he's gonna go kill me fire it up fire it up weird maybe he brings them comfort that's their comfort content it's just screaming fire it up screaming i guess the guys yell fire it up and send a bomb as they drive off while eric like in batman sees the crow flying at him did you get that vibe he's just standing there and the crow's like in slow motion i can't remember which batman movie it is but then at the end jim carrey's sees the bat flying and it's the same scene that bruce wayne has been seeing the whole movie
1: oh god which one is that one
0: the one with jim carrey in it yeah is that the one with the nipples i can't remember. <laughs> There's
1: so many fucking Batman.
0: Movies. There's so many nipples.
1: There's so many nipples out there.
0: The crow leads Eric to some boots in a dumpster and confused he takes them. That's kind of cool. Like the crow's like, here you go. You're a little naked there. You need to fix all that. Yeah, I see your little booties. They're dirty. You need to put your booties on.
1: <laughs> I thought you were talking about something
0: else. I see your little booty. You put these <laughs> booties in some tight pants.
1: The tightest pants you can find. Oh my god, this outfit is... It's very, like,
0: Hellraiser to me. I like it. Very BDSM community. I wish that I I could pull this kind of clothes off. I feel like I just look cheesy.
1: He is skinny. Because he's wearing like a corset type deal.
0: Yeah. Also, I was confused. I thought he had a leather jacket from the gecko. I was like, when the fuck does he get the jacket? He gets it from Tintin later. The dudes drive past the hot dog stand and the cop just says, some bad people are out tonight while the building explodes. The cop runs over and we cut back to Eric who sees the crow lead him to climb to a building rooftop. It leads him into the building, which turns out to be his old apartment and still has police tape all over. A white cat comes out that he recognizes as Gabriel. But when he tries to touch it, the cat hisses at him. He gets a flash of the cat hidden missing in red light, which is the flashback, and falls to his knees. Why the fuck is this cat still here at this crime scene? Who's taking care of this cat? Don't know. Sarah comes back later that night too and is like, hey Gabriel, what's up? Yeah. And Gabriel's like, Nobody nah. checked on you. <laughs> and Gabriel's like, nah, bitch. Nobody's fed me. <laughs> Where have you been? It's been one year. In the flash, uh Pumpkin drops to the floor. Shelly approaches the door that crashes open as the hooligans from earlier enter the apartment and hold her down while they destroy the place. They start beating her and addressing her we get a POV of Eric entering the apartment, but a guy immediately throws a knife at his chest. Trigger warning, there is some SA in this scenery, and there's it's obviously referenced throughout the film. But current Eric in present time seems to be reliving everything from that night, because as the flashes continue, his current body follows the movements of his memory. The assholes continue their assault, but take Eric aside, shoot him, and throw him out the window. Present time Eric swings himself out the window, grabbing onto the broken glass, but falls back into the apartment. He looks at his hands and notices he heals immediately.
1: This scene is pretty brutal.
0: It's an interesting way to show trauma on a character reliving like what happened
1: it's one of those like elements that comes into play later where he can touch things and remember the feelings that that person had or get his flashbacks from his time alive this totally makes you root for him makes you want him to have like the craziest
0: revenge because fuck those guys yeah seriously fuck them. his powers also are a little interesting in that it's not clear what they fully are it makes me want to go read the books, the comic books, because his powers sort of reminded me of, like, Ghost Rider. I don't know if you're familiar with Ghost Rider's power. Much. But he's basically, like, looking for... And people are going to... It's been a while since I've read Ghost Rider, so don't kill me. But his powers are kind of like, if there's evil in a person's heart, then he does this thing. I forgot what it's called, but it basically, like looks into a person's soul and says like is there hate or evil in you and depending on if there is or isn't he can kill you or harm you in some type of way and he can also like see your memories
1: was this in the Nicolas cage movie
0: i think so yeah but it's Uh, been a while
1: that's another movie i want to see rebooted
0: yeah i actually didn't hate the second one people were like oh it's so garbage but i thought honestly that it was probably like the most close to the comics in terms of just ridiculousness which is i feel like what comic book movie should be ridiculous
1: we're having this conversation about (laughs) the batman
0: yeah but anyway back to the crow yeah he just reminds me a lot a ghost Rider, too, who's also a like a leather wearing guy,
1: just all leather daddies are the same to you. Let's go.
0: Flash to the douchebags at a bar. I just didn't know what to call them. I was just like douchebags, hooligans, thugs. Every assholes, insult th- you yeah. could throw at them. Flash to the douchebags at a bar, playing a classic douche game of whose dick is bigger by eating bullets, eating cigarettes, and taking shots.
1: Yeah, they're literally drinking bullets like pills and just using shooters to chase
0: them. No the one guy's like, I got what you want better, and puts his cigar on his tongue. And he's like, you're fucking crazy. And the other guy's like, we'll leave the pussy for last. And the other guy's like, fuck you. And he pulls his gun out on him. And then they all start pulling guns on each other.
1: Male friendship is weird.
0: This kind of male friendship. Yeah. <laughs> is weird. It's like that toxic masculinity we were talking about recently. They all quickly turn on each other and pull knives and guns out. When one of them gets too butt hurt, and the leader makes them all calm down by pointing his gun at them. You gotta just whip your dicks out and then the leader pulls his dick out and everybody just chills out because his is bigger yeah for some reason
1: well that's why he's the leader
0: <laughs> at the apartment eric looks at himself in a mirror and sees a mask he'd used to joke around with shelly he gets flashes of good times with shelly showing their love for each other as he looks through some photos he punches the mirror and puts makeup on just like the mask Kick on the music as the scene unfolds. He puts his black shirt on and stands at the window in darkness until we finally see him while lightning strikes. Pew. Zoom away from the window as the music's like brr, dr, dr, grunge. It's cool. It's
1: a pretty good reveal.
0: You know, this movie is like heavily appreciated if you like this kind of music too. If metal and grunge and like punk music isn't like your thing, I could see how the music isn't like elevating for you.
1: I feel like it's definitely an element in it though, especially considering that this film was made around the grunge era, so...
0: I think I saw an interview where they were like, we're trying to go for like a goth Terminator vibe with the crow. I kind of feel that. He's got a shotgun. He's got makeup. Goth. Ripping cigarettes like nobody's business. At a local pawn shop, Tintin tries to cash in on all of his robbed items and doesn't get as much as he was expecting. He leaves and we see Eric going from rooftop to rooftop as the crow flies along with him. This is one of those like Spider-Man found his powers moments. It is. (laughs) The crow stops and notices Tintin walking through an alley lighting his cigarette on a fire in a barrel. Eric dives down and laughs maniacally he falls in like some garbage and his dive is actually kind of cool he like straight bodies it all the way down Tintin notices him and starts laughing calling him a painted up crackhead is that PC? I don't know
1: I I'm- don't
0: think so but that's what he says just saying what just saying what he says he says halloween ain't till tomorrow and pulls his knife on him eric throws himself at him and they battle it out anytime eric gets hit he continues as if he doesn't feel any of it and finally pins tintin down calling him a murderer tintin says he didn't kill anyone and eric says he wants him to tell him a story and brings up the murder of shelly and eric last year tintin just says whatever while eric says they assaulted her But Tintin just responds saying she loved it and headbutts Eric. Tintin grabs the pipe and beats Eric to the ground saying he's going to teach him something about murder. He takes his jacket off and pulls out knives saying he never misses as he proceeds to miss all three times.
1: Every single one.
0: (laughs) Including a third where Eric catches the knife and throws it back. Never in a movie say you never miss because you always fucking miss. Bullseye did it. This guy did it. It's the equivalent of saying, you'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. The knife hits Tintin in the shoulder. Eric pops up in front of him saying, victims, aren't we all? And then it's just like Tintin and fear flash to the next scene. It's horror.
1: It's horror action. And I think Brandon Lee has such a voice. I don't know if he'd live. I think he'd be great at voice acting for cartoons because he has such a like robust voice that when he laughed maniacally i'm
0: like yeah i believe you're this character yeah it would have been awesome to see him in future stuff he
1: was also very hot so that's also (laughs) sad
0: he was hot flash to a club where the hooligans are trying to make their way upstairs to talk to someone inside a man with two women holds something in his hand saying his dad gave it to him on his fifth birthday we never ever see what this thing is
1: i think it's like a snow globe type crystal ball thing
0: it's emphasized here like it's gonna make an impact later and it doesn't matter He keeps talking about his dad but we don't ever or find out who his dad was and what it, why it matters.
1: I mean, he's got some severe daddy issues.
0: He also has like a southern accent out of nowhere.
1: Yes, he does.
0: On and off, right? Yeah. <laughs> his dad said childhood's over the moment you know you're going to die. The one woman, which we found out was Micah or Mika.
1: Micah. Her name's not really said throughout this film. No,
0: not once. And I wrote the woman the whole movie because they don't ever say it. But- The woman, who we find out is Micah, asks if the other woman is asleep and he turns her body to reveal she's dead. The woman says her eyes are pretty and goes at them with a knife. Flash to the bar from earlier called The Pit. The pit. The pit. I kept wanting to write the tip. (laughs) <laughs> Cause that's what I would imagine a bunch of douchebags measuring dicks would be at. The tip. The
1: tip. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> but they're at the P Sarah goes inside to talk to her mom, who's one of the waitresses named Darla. Darla tells her to go home, and Sarah is like, Oh, so you're not coming home early tonight, huh, Darla? But the guy, who we find out is named Funboy, is making out with Darla and tells her to go away. Darla hands her money for dinner, and Sarah says the police already gave her dinner. She leaves with the money as Funboy mocks her and is like, I already got dinner with the police douchebag. Eric approaches the pawn shop as the owner yells at him, saying they're closed, but still pulls out his gun. Another note I want to say is that the actor who plays Fun Boy apparently wasn't even supposed to originally do that shot. It was supposed to be a stunt double, and he didn't find out till that day he was actually going to be the one who did it <laughs> because of, like, direction. So many bad things. Yeah, at the point, like, you're like, who do you blame? But apparently no one was sued. I
1: think day. it's already a, a tragedy enough, and you don't want to ruin other people's lives no, as well.
0: And it's kind of weird, right? It's like, how do we honor... His memory, like, do we stop filming and not release it? and then he died for nothing?
1: Apparently, his fiance and his mother actually called the director and said that this was a project that he was very passionate about. It was supposed to be his starring role, and it would just honor his memory if he, he finished the movie, because he didn't want to finish the movie, but they wanted him to release it yeah. in his memory.
0: Eric approaches the pawn shop as the owner yells at him, saying they're closed, but still pulls out his gun. Eric crashes through the door, startles the owner, causing him to drop his gun. Eric enters, quoting Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. I just like how much much poetry in his dialogue he uses and it seems like t-bird earlier in the film when the flashbacks are happening was reading from one of his books he's a musician Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool to incorporate that part of his personality into how he kills people eric says he's looking for a ring but the shop owner tells him he's looking for a coroner and shoots him in the chest (laughs) eric laughs and the guy repeatedly says shit on me in fear (laughs) he's like shit
1: on me shit on me shit on me I've never been so afraid that I just yell that all the time.
0: Eric throws the owner over the front desk and stabs his hand into the desk, reminding him he's only there for the ring. He says Tintin told him he took it there before he ran out of breath. Flash of the cops wheeling away his body, completely shredded and covered in knives. Albrecht is there and has an argument with the detective who keeps saying he's a beat cop and keeps contradicting the detective. The detective is just trying to say it's regular gang violence, but Albrecht thinks it's very intentional. They notice a crow made with blood painted on the walls. The detective says, what do you call that? And Albrecht's like, it's blood. But I'm sure you'll write that as graffiti. I get the vibe that the point of this interaction between Albrecht and the detective is maybe a commentary on like how little people pay attention to the violence that happens on
1: marginalized people,
0: low income communities. So this guy's being like, they're thugs, they're gangsters, it's it's graffiti, it's whatever.
1: It's an easy way for them to write off
0: their job. Yeah. So I'm on Albrecht's side, obviously.
1: And that's also because he's a ghostbuster. Yeah. You've got to be on his side.
0: It's kind of funny when he's like, are you a ghost? Pulls out. (laughs) (laughs) Vacuum. (laughs) The crow's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Something strange. (laughs) Starts playing. He hands him a cigarette. It's got actoplasm ectoplasm (laughs) on it. The detective gets pissed when Albrecht says this and tells him to get the fuck off his crime scene. Fuck this guy. Back at the shop, Eric tears the place apart, looking for the ring, and finally finds it. He gets a flashback of himself guiding her up to the attic lit up with candles where she finds the ring. He knocks over some lighter fluid containers and drops them all over the shop. He threatens the shop owner with a shotgun and asks him to give him more information. The shop owner says all of T-Bird's men hang out at the pit, and that fun boy lives upstairs. This upsets Eric, who starts breaking more things in the shop, but holds the gun up to the owner again. He throws rings at the owner, saying each of them represents people who he helped get killed, which is such a strong statement with just so little word, you know? Yeah. Eric says he's not going to kill him, but that he has to go and tell them that death is coming tonight. He puts the rest of the rings into the gun and leaves with a guitar. The owner tells him off, saying he won't make it alive with T-Bird and his gang and Eric just turns around saying, is that gasoline I smell? The owner's like, fuck, and starts running as Eric points his gun at the shop, shooting the rings, causing the shop to explode and knock the owner out the back door.
1: He crashes into a wall (laughs) in the back of the alley. It's pretty comical.
0: Poor bald head. This guy reminded me of like Super Mario. Like
1: the live action one?
0: The actor, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Sarah gets a root beer as she watches Darla go upstairs with Funboy. Albrecht finds Eric and sticks him up, thinking he might be high because he's not afraid of the gun. Eric says he should remember him and whether he remembers Shelly. Albrecht is confused, saying she's dead and tells him to sit on the curb while they wait for backup. Eric brings up T-Bird and his friend who liked playing with knives. He asks if he recognizes his coat, and Albrecht realizes he murdered Tintin. Eric says he was already dead the moment he touched Shelly a year ago. They all are and just don't know it yet. In the background, some people go to steal stuff from the shop, distracting Albrecht, and giving Eric a chance to run.
1: That's a pretty metal line. They're all dead. They just don't know it yet.
0: Yeah. It's just... Fucking, it's just the crow. Like, it's just like He's just I'm invincible. So cool. I'm here for revenge. I don't. I don't need anything else. I'm just here for these guys. Let me do my job, and I'll be out of your hair. It's cool. He says it a little more metal than that. Yours is very casual, very chilled. <laughs> What's more metal? Just being chilled about revenge.
1: I don't know. Isn't there a saying? Revenge is a dish best served cold.
0: So chilled. At the club, Top Dollar and Micah talk as she lights an eyeball on fire in a chalice. She says forces are aligning against him. I still also don't know what the fuck they were getting at. Like, cause they don't end up being like magical themselves i thought he was like gonna have a whole you know frost moment where he's like i'm gonna unlock the blood god thing
1: she seems to be the one that's like aware of spiritual things she might have some supernatural abilities but it's not ever really
0: explained she just dies
1: she just has a fascination with eyeballs
0: and he's inhaling eyeball smoke yeah (laughs) i thought this was gonna go somewhere like maybe he was gonna be like the opposite of a crow
1: because he then says something about seeing right like seeing is the source of all power
0: yeah and they keep talking about eyes stuff. But it never really does anything. Other than like serve the purpose of being an awesome way to die.
1: I do get that there is a lot of the eyes being a theme in this film because it seems like Eric can see through the eyes of the crow and vice versa. But I don't get the clear message of it.
0: Men enter telling him that the pawn shop was blown up and he says no one cleared that with him. Clearly, this guy Top Dollar is the one who decides everything that happens on Devil's Night. What explodes? What's burned down? Who does what? when they do it. T-Bird says it wasn't him and that Tintin was killed. The man says he wants to know why the shop was blown up as he does drugs on the table. He's just snorting up all kinds of sugar.
1: I wonder if they actually made him snort something.
0: I don't know. Movie magic. The CGI the powder. <laughs> or
1: he's actually doing cocaine on film.
0: <laughs> I mean, rules, I'm sure, didn't go into play until sometime later on. I don't know. 94? I don't know what Hollywood's rules are. It's like when you see characters smoke cigarettes or blunts. Like, are they actually smoking? Or do they hold smoke in their mouth?
1: I think in a documentary, I can't remember which one. Or it's just actors talking about the way things used to be on set, where they would freely do cocaine on set.
0: Oh, on camera? Just like...
1: Yeah, and like directors and, and studio people would just offer it to them to like give them that boost to be able to act the crazy hours that they did.
0: That's weird because that's how accidents happen. Mm. Mm.
1: Imagine that.
0: Yeah, It's like the food one, right? When they do eating scenes, they're not supposed to actually eat the food.
1: Or all the food's fake. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things that I learned was how they have to make not only food that's not... A recognizable brand but I, I can't remember i think it was when i was listening to and that's why we drink M talked about how in new girl zoe deschanel like wouldn't eat cheeto puffs so they had to carve cheeto puffs out of carrot sticks and put them in a bag for her to eat while she was doing the scene that's so weird It's super weird. Eat a Cheeto puff once in a while. Unless you're vegan. That might have been why she couldn't eat them. Oh, maybe.
0: Yeah. Aren't baby carrots bad for you because they're blanched? I don't know. I've read that.
1: Everything is bad for you. Eat a Cheeto.
0: An ad brought to you by (laughs) (laughs) Phoebe. Speaking of which, we went to a sushi conveyor belt thing and they had a hot one that had Cheetos on it. It was delicious. And Vivi eyeballed it from a mile away.
1: I did. I saw it before we even sat down. I'm like, I want that one.
0: In the street, Sarah is about to ride out into the street when Eric saves her from getting hit by a car. She asks if he's a clown or something but doesn't let her get a good look at him as he gets flashes of memories with her. He says something that causes her to ask if he's Eric, but when she turns around, he's gone. The phrase that we find out later is prominent is, it can't rain all the time, and we find out why shortly. At the police station, Albrecht investigates the Shelley and Eric case with the help of one of the other cops noticing that they were battling eviction from their apartment. He starts drawing the crow's makeup on Eric's face on a band photo they have in their case file, making him realize it might be him. He draws this so poorly. It's like squares, Scribble, scribble. Yeah. Oh, shit. You look at him and it's just doodle bob. At Funboy's apartment, Darla shoots up while Eric watches outside. The crow flies into their window and Darla just says there's a big fucking bird. Funboy starts calling out to it while Eric enters the window calling out to Funboy. Because he's like, here, birdie, 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 birdie. And Eric's like, here, Funboy, 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 Funboy. <laughs> here, douchebag, douchebag, douchebag. They're shocked as Eric approaches, scraping a guitar. Funboy points a gun at him, but Eric just pulls a chair... And tells him to shoot. Funboy's like, You're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. And says he needs help. He shoots, and Eric screams, but it turns into laughter and fun. Funboy's like, Jesus Christ causing Eric to tell a joke, saying, Jesus Christ walks into a hotel. Funboy shoots again. Eric continues saying he hands the innkeeper three nails, asking, Funboy shoots again. Eric says, Can you put me up for the night? Ha ha ha. Good joke
1: it's a pretty (laughs) it's
0: it's a joke I was still waiting for the punchline it didn't hit me that that was the punchline yeah yeah. (laughs) I was like put me up for the night and then I was waiting for like the end but Eric slaps Funboy causing him to shoot himself in the leg Darla hides in the bathroom and Funboy is concerned with his bed sheets before passing out he's like my sheets man Eric drags him into the bathroom and puts him into the tub while Darla watches he turns the water on and grabs Darla forcing her to look at herself in the mirror saying that mother is the name of God on the lips and hearts of children he says morphine is bad for you and we get a view of her arm being drained of the drugs she just took again not knowing fully the extent of his powers yeah. it's like he has some other abilities other than just being invincible
1: some supernatural entity or he can regenerate and possibly can pass that on to others
0: maybe it's kind of cool it's a cool effect because it comes out of her range yeah and
1: it doesn't look bad no. it was a pretty good looking effect I
0: wonder how they did it she looks at Eric in shock as he says her daughter is out on the streets waiting for her the shop owner is at the pit drinking heavily and is approached by Grange from earlier who asks what happened at the shop everyone is surprised to see are running downstairs in fear while Grange decides to see what happened. Eric grabs their needle and puts a ton of them in Fumboy's chest. Grange enters the room, sees his body on the ground, and notices Eric in the window saying shh as he jumps out.
1: He's a little funny.
0: Yeah, he's like, hey.
1: He's having a little fun with this. I was this. here.
0: I'm just thinking of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when they just break out until the. A... That would have been cool. A little riff happens every time that he kills somebody. It'd be hilarious. Turn into a horror comedy. vibe, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Grange looks out the window and sees no one. On Funboy's chest is another crow marked with blood. He leaves these little crows throughout. So obviously earlier we saw the one on the wall smeared in blood. This one's on his chest. Later we see a pretty cool one. I don't think we see one at the end end. I don't recall, no. Albrecht is at home and notices his window open when Eric yells, Freeze! From inside his apartment. (laughs) Albrecht is confused because he saw him die and asks if he's some kind of... Ghost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As Eric hands him a beer and says, boop. Eric asks him to tell him what happened to them. He tells him everything and that Shelley was in the hospital for 30 hours before passing. Brutal. Eric grabs Albrecht's head and gets a flash of her final hours. He falls back sadly and says he saw her through his eyes and that he stayed with her the whole time. Eric asks why he didn't do anything about it, but Albrecht says that after what happened to him, no one was going to ask. He asked questions but was demoted for getting too involved. Eric notices a photo with Albrecht and a woman. Albrecht says they're getting a divorce, but Eric says he used to find some things Shelley would do. Tr- Trivial, and says that nothing is too trivial. He takes Albrecht's cigarette, takes a hit, and tells him he shouldn't smoke because it'll kill him. Albrecht says he's sorry for what happened to them as Eric leaves and just says yeah it's kind of sad because he's kind of like I lost my fiance and you have an opportunity to fix things like do it if you can
1: yeah I always find that so sad when there is people who are robbed of their opportunity to be together and then there's people who just get divorced but I will say sometimes divorce is necessary I'm just saying it's sad all around it is sad like I get the message they were trying to go for here
0: at the club the shop owner tells Top Dollar what happened. Grange says he saw him vanish too Top Dollar throws eye at him saying that all the power in the world lies in the eyes and goes to a vault with swords. The shop owner says he lost everything and that the guy is out of his mind. Top Dollar says that Micah is his sister and that she taught him what he knows. He points the sword at the owner telling him to tell him everything. The owner does and Top Dollar asks if he's not just making it all up. The owner says he isn't and isn't as fucked up as them. Top Dollar points the sword down and says a boy and his bird huh? The shop owner laughs Top dollar, kind of chuckles, and then just stabs the fuck out of him in the neck. Grange says, Fumboy also said he saw a blackbird before choking on his own blood.
1: Okay, we need to not just glaze over the fact that this dude might be banging his sister.
0: It's implied that they had a threesome with this girl who they killed. Yes. And they have the same dad.
1: He says it, like, casually. The way he describes it, like, they're not actually related, but they are.
0: She's my sister- We're not related. We just have the same dad.
1: It's just my father's daughter. What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's still you in her. Not the way you want it, though. Unsure
1: of their relationship. Because he then makes a joke afterwards saying, can't you see the resemblance?
0: And they clearly do not look alike. On a rooftop, Eric plays his guitar while sirens sound in the background. It's very metal. Melody. Like no other. Sarah goes into an apartment and plays one of Eric's band records. The crow lands in her window as the record skips saying it can't rain all the time. Over and over. The crow flies away and lands on a power line watching T-Bird and another guy yell fire. What was the other guy's name? Do you remember? Skank. What a name. They notice Fun hasn't shown up and joke about Darla. T-Bird waits in the car while Skank enters a store for smokes and snackies. In the car, Eric appears in the backseat scaring T-Bird with a gun against his head. He tells him he's his passenger and tells him to drive. Meanwhile, the guy inside, Skank, Thanks, he's leaving him behind. Skink runs out into the street, screaming when a car hits him from behind. I thought the guy who ran him over was going to be one of those, like, just desserts things where he just gets run over and killed. Randomly. And maybe that was, like, a crow power, too. It was, like, he's just... Able to bring bad luck to people who deserve it. But no, the guy gets off his car and is like, what the fuck, you fucking asshole? Kind of tries to beat up Skank, but Skank ends up beating him up and then takes his car. This
1: is what I mean by there is crazier than you out there.
0: (laughs) T-Bird asks if he wants drugs or money, but Eric just tells him to floor it. Some cops see them drive by and start to chase. Skank is trying to catch up with them, but every possible inconvenience keeps happening to him. He gets like... Cut off by a truck that throws mud on his windshield. I think some shit breaks the glass. And he's like, I can't see. This is, again, what made me think maybe the crow has this kind of power. He finally sees them pass by when driving through an alley, but doesn't realize that the cops are chasing them and gets hit by the cops. He doesn't die, though. Like, the cops get the airbags hit on their face and, like, tumble around. But Skank ends up just flying out the door onto the ground safely. Did you see that? It's kind of just like, ugh. There was
1: <laughs> so many times where I thought Skank was going to die in this scene, and he doesn't.
0: <laughs> Eric and T-Bird finally pull over, and we see Eric... Eric tying him up to the driver's seat with duct tape while T-Bird says some dude and some girl made their tenant relocation program a mess. T-Bird keeps trying to get Eric to talk, but finally gets a good look at him and realizes, I know you. I know you. I knew you. But I but I can't know you. It can't be you. He can't believe it and starts going in a craze about how there's no coming back after death. He just keeps repeating it. There's no coming back after th- Like he goes insane in these last moments. Yeah, don't blame him. Eric puts a grenade in his crotch and pushes a lever that makes the car drive itself. The car goes off a pier and explodes as Eric waves. He lights a lighter and we see the other guy watching the explosion from far away. Eric throws the lighter to the ground and a crow in flames appears which is really cool it's like a batman thing and this
1: is what i mean by i think this film was a heavy influence on the batman films later on
0: totally totally agree like
1: the sigils that are shown
0: there was literally a bat fire in one of the dark knight movies wasn't there there was yeah grange investigates eric's grave and realizes it's just a pit as sarah wakes up in an apartment she notices darla is making breakfast which confuses sarah making her ask what suddenly made her want to be mother of the year this (laughs) is kind of sad she asks so many questions that darla ends up being like you know what fuck it this was a bad idea Sorry, I even tried. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. it's cool. I like them over easy.
1: Yeah, it's like one of those. Eric scared her so much that she's gonna be a good mom now, but like she wasn't a good mom to begin with.
0: Yeah, it'll be over by like next week. It's like when you say you're gonna work out and then you don't, and you work out for like that first week and then you give up. Yeah. And then you just end up giving the gym like your money for years to come. At the police station, the detective tells Albrecht that there's a lot going on in his district and shows him the pictures from the explosion. Albrecht says the case is closed, but the detective gets pissed and says Albrecht is covering up for someone while a vigilante is out there. He asks who the crow is, and Albrecht tells him he's a detective. So he should figure it out.
1: Honestly, I feel like this detective's only purpose is to piss off Albert and kind of be mad at him for not doing his job where he can then just go in and take credit for
0: it. Yeah, I don't like this guy's character at all. I mean, it's, it's written to be hated, Yeah, he's but.
1: only there to remind him that he used to be a detective and he isn't any longer, but he should still do all the work and he should take
0: credit for it. I like Albrecht's attitude on it, though, because he could be like, fuck you, too, but he doesn't break down to the detective's level. He's kind of just like, eh, whatever. It's dude, your like, job You're going to talk all the shit in the world and yeah. it's not going to matter what I say. There's
1: a killer out there. Go do your job, man.
0: Yeah, stop worrying about what I'm doing.
1: I could have seen where Top Dollar was maybe paying off this detective yeah. and was just kind of getting in the way of Albrecht's actual investigation.
0: And that's why he keeps getting him demoted. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this guy was like a lower cop, didn't like Albrecht, took his spot when he got demoted. Yeah. Sarah goes to Eric's apartment where we see him burning photos from when he was alive and letters from Shelley. I didn't get this because I thought he wanted the photos because they were memories of when they were together and alive.
1: So... This scene, I think, was added after his death because there was supposed to be more speaking roles for Shelly and they had to go the montage route instead where you can't really see his face, sadly. Even when Sarah says, I miss you, Eric, and he goes to hug her, you don't see his face at all.
0: Apparently the mirror smash scene was also a CGI type thing where they had to like put his face on some actor in the mirror.
1: Yeah, apparently when they put makeup on the stunt double who looked a lot like Brandon it was very difficult for the cast and crew I can't imagine
0: yeah it sucks again okay, we're gonna keep just saying it sucks it's just sad it is Sarah calls out for Eric and notices Gabriel the cat. Why is this cat still here, honestly? She notices all the burn up photos and starts talking to Eric. She says she knew it was him, even with the makeup, especially when he said it can't rain all the time when he saved her, since it's a lyric in his song. She says she misses them and has felt lonely since they've been gone. She's about to leave saying she thought he cared, when he calls out saying he does, and they hug. At the club, Skink tells Top Dollar what happened. He and Grange talk about the grave while Skank says the ghost is going to kill his ass next. Mika says they have all arrived while Top Dollar says there's no ghost. Sarah and Albrecht meet at the hot dog stand and talk about Eric. Albrecht says he might be her fairy godfather, but she says he didn't come back for her. Because they're both like not really telling each other, that hey, things happening? Yeah. yeah. Eric plays the guitar while the crow watches until he smashes it and his speaker. At the club, a band plays while guys in the back room ready guns and count money. Top Dollar says, devil's night is upon us, but it's all been done before. He says he has an idea and that greed is for amateurs, but disorder, chaos, and anarchy is fun. The people there are like, what about Devil's Night, though? He says he wants to light a fire so big the gods will notice them again. He's basically saying that, like, Devil's Night's been done before we need to come up with something new because everyone just expects it now so it's not as fun we need to do something better
1: yeah and this is where his character reminds me a little of like the Joker in terms of they just want chaos at this point they don't care about money <laughs> motive wise not actual like
0: character at all okay I was like the Joker's cooler though because the Joker never cared about any of that other stuff he's kind of just always been about the chaos and this guy's like I just want to be flashy and noticed. I want daddy to notice me maybe, that, maybe, uh, maybe that's yeah. the daddy issues yeah. yeah also the makeup design
1: on Micah. I really did not like. I don't know if this is how her character is designed in the comic, but they overline her lips quite a lot and then give her a very dark eyeshadow look that it's just it's just a lot.
0: Maybe every character here was supposed to be designed just in like a very disarrayed, smudged Sweaty look.
1: Yeah, maybe this was a look at the time, but I couldn't get over the very, very overlined lips.
0: The crow lands on the table though, suddenly, and everyone's confused. They're like, "What the fuck is that fucking thing?" Eric walks in, and all of them lift their guns. He kicks a chair and stands on the table while Top Dollar recognizes him as the one causing all the trouble. Eric says he just wants the fourth guy from the gang, but Top Dollar says he can't have him. Eric tries to say something else. He's like, kind of like, "Try me." You made the wrong decision, and Top Dollar's just like, "This is boring." <laughs> he tells his men to kill him, and they all fire their guns on him. He falls off the table and one guy goes to check. He notices he's gone, looks back at everybody and is like, I don't know where he is and suddenly gets shot. A whole gunfight ensues. Eric fires back at everybody. He kills them all off while trying to get to the skank. Some by hand, some with swords on the wall. It's basically like one-sided. He's murdering everybody. He knocks a guy down into the club at one point, causing him to land on the band's equipment in the club downstairs and everybody starts panicking and leaving.
1: These scenes of the club remind me so much of Buffy, Where they would go to that teen nightclub. Yeah, the zone. That was
0: in our neighborhood. (laughs) Skank cowers under a table as Eric stabs a sword into it, causing him to come out. Eric grabs Skank, saying it's a bad time to be a bad guy. But Skank says, he's not him. He's like, I'm not Skank. Skank was killed. Look at him. He's over there. I mean, good try, dude. (laughs) You you? tried it. (laughs) Eric just says, yeah, and throws him out the window onto a cop car. The cops enter and start firing at Eric, but he runs off and tries to escape using the rooftops. Albrecht notices what's going on and picks Eric up in his own car. They almost hit a cop car while Albrecht is trying to talk to Eric, but when he's like shocked about almost crashing, he turns to the right and notices that Eric just ran out and leaves blood on his seat. Rude, a yeah. little bit. Batman style.
1: That's what I mean. They have a very Batman and Commissioner Gordon
0: relationship going. Yeah, that's true. Top dollar... Grange and Micah drive off talking about Eric. Micah specifically says his power can be taken from him as the crow is his link between the land of the living and the dead.
1: And she just knows this from looking at them.
0: Well, while they were doing the gunfight, she kept trying to catch the crow. But yeah, I don't know how she just knows. Knew. Yeah.
1: Again, she might have some supernatural abilities, but we don't know.
0: We don't see any of it. If they can kill the crow, they can destroy the man. Eric takes a break from running and says he's coming home in reference to Shelly. He sees kids in masks laughing and yelling while trick-or-treating and laughs. I think it's kind of cool. It's like my deed is done and look Halloween it's a reminder of when we were supposed to get married yeah cut to the cemetery where Sarah sleeps near Shelly's grave and Eric approaches Eric says it's the safest place to be and she says it's because everyone's dead Sarah says he wasn't going to say bye and is never coming back but he says he's sorry and gives her a necklace that belonged to Shelly so she can always remember
1: the necklace is actually the wedding ring yeah. isn't that planned isn't it all sad it's all so sad
0: they hug and say goodbye but as Sarah approaches the building Grange kidnaps her bringing her into the church Top Dollar steals the necklace from her neck and says he'll keep it for good luck micah says her eyes are innocent while holding a knife the crow watches and notices her yelling eric's name from outside it's like it keeps getting flashes which obviously alerts eric he goes into the church with the crow the crow lands on a bench nearby and grain shoots it from above top dollar approaches and eric tells him he'll let him live if he hands her over top dollar says he'll think about it but just turns around and shoots him eric notices he's not healing and collapses he's like oh fuck
1: dun 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 the stakes are very high now
0: (laughs) but the way he says oh fuck is like he's like i was done man
1: i was done with this and i had to
0: come back (laughs) the crow is still alive by whim and right as grange is about to shoot it albrecht comes in firing at all of them micah captures the crow while albrecht manages to kill grange albrecht meets up with eric who says he can handle it but he points out that he can't heal albrecht says he's gonna need his help then as they follow micah and top dollar albrecht gets shot and Eric continues. He offers his
1: help and gets shot a <laughs> second later. I'm going to have to help you then. Be oh, a distraction.
0: Fuck. He runs into Micah holding the crow saying his power is hers now. The crow goes crazy out of nowhere and picks her eyes out right before she shoots at him.
1: Poetic justice.
0: Apparently, this crow is like a little robot oh. that could move its like wings and legs.
1: Yeah, I don't think you want to train an actual raven to peck
0: someone's eyes out. <laughs> no, it's pretty gory, too. As she yeah. falls, you can see her eye holes.
1: This. Final scene probably has the most gory kills. Oh, yeah. Or uh, more horror element kills.
0: Top Dollar's kills, definitely. Is gory as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's fucking sur- metal. Surprising. Yeah, it's surprising. <laughs>
1: You're like, oh, shit.
0: I'm okay, <laughs> All <right>. man. <laughs> All right. It's a gargoyle, too. Top Dollar is on the roof holding Sarah, and Eric approaches saying he can save her, but he needs to let her go. Top Dollar drops her, but she manages to hold on. Meanwhile, Top Dollar swings his sword at Eric. Eric defends himself using a piece of metal from the roof of the church.
1: Which was such an interesting thing just to add there. Like, oh yeah, this piece of metal, struck by lightning, it's super hot. How cool <laughs> is it that he grabs it to fight with? It's well like okay
0: that's why i asked because i thought maybe it was a cross and that he screamed because it was like god
1: well he's not demonic he's just back from the dead
0: that well that's why i asked i was like what does that mean he
1: was able to enter the church you know it
0: would have been funny if he just entered and was like ah fuck. <laughs> that's how you kill the crow you sit in the church and see if he comes in pretty anticlimactic the fight continues and eventually that piece of metal gets knocked out of eric's hands and top dollar finally corners him stabbing him in the back while Eric tries to go save Sarah. Top Dollar says his dad used to say, every man's got a devil and you can't rest till you find him. Oh so he's my basically
1: God. Saying, Enough with your daddy.
0: Yeah. It's because of him that they cleared the building and is sorry he spoiled his wedding plans. He says he's got a lot of spirit and is going to miss him again I, I don't get it like he's like you got a lot of punk kid but i'm going to have to kill you i'm sorry
1: yeah i guess it's just that thing of respecting your opponent when no one's challenged you that hard before
0: eric says he has something to give him because he doesn't want it anymore and grabs top dollar's face 30 hours of pain all at once as he would get flashes of shelly in her last moments of life top dollar falls back off the rooftop and gets impaled through the mouth on a spike from a gargoyle
1: it is the horns of a gargoyle and it is gory i love it i love this kill
0: it drips blood all the way down
1: it looks like the gargoyle is spewing blood It's really cool i just love that this is how it ends because i'm a petty person so i love the an eye for an eye maybe that's all the emphasis on the eyeballs is that saying in this film But I would love if this was a real thing. Like if you murdered someone and someone could give you that feeling of being murdered, I think is like the perfect
0: revenge. This is the part where I was telling you kind of reminds me like Ghost Rider. Eric helps Sarah up and they go inside. Sarah checks on Albrecht while Eric sits down nearby. He says thanks to Albrecht what he kept in his memory saved him. Because obviously he pulled that from Albrecht. Eric hands him a cigarette and lights it, but Albrecht says he's quitting now if he lives. Eric disappears, and Albrecht says he does it a lot to Sarah. Because Sarah's like, what the fuck?
1: And again, wasn't this a joke in The Dark Knight the entire time? Yeah. You're not slick, Christopher (laughs) Nolan. I see what you did here. I would say even that scene where... He enters the big boss meeting the way he enters all like...
0: is the way the comical- Joker... Yes, it's
1: exactly the way the Joker enters.
0: Cut to the cemetery where Eric collapses in front of Shelly's grave. Paramedics and cops show up at the church and Albrecht says that at least it stopped raining. Sarah says it can't rain all the time. As the detective shows up to be a fucking asshole to Albrecht, asking if it's his fault that all this is happening. He says the vigilante's on the roof and that he missed it. Meanwhile... Eric is passing out by the grave as Shelley approaches and touches his head. They kiss as the wind blows. She's dressed completely in white. Cut to a scene of the graves filled. The crow lands on Eric's headstone with a ring and hands it to Sarah, who says thanks. She says that the people we love are stolen from us. The only way to keep them alive is to never stop loving them. Buildings burn. People die. But real love is forever as we black out from the city. This movie is just great. Yeah, it's so cool.
1: It is heartbreaking that it comes from grief and it is something that ended in grief itself.
0: It's kind of like a rated R Coco. Not at all, I would say,
1: because the dude doesn't come back and start murdering everybody.
0: <laughs> but the message is like, as long as you keep the memory of your loved ones alive, then they could never really die. I just
1: love that in your brain, you're like, that's Coco. <laughs> <laughs> all the murder and blood, it's- Coco. it's the crow crow all right on that note we have to go forever now
0: Coco is a horror movie. It's about a kid who sees dead people. That's literally The Sixth Sense.
1: Now you're just listing movies. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore.
0: But no, yeah, I like this movie. It's message is really cool. Like I said, I like revenge stories. What are your thoughts? Where do you rate it?
1: I love the aesthetic of this movie. I love the coloring of it. Love the makeup, the look of Brandon Lee's superhero form, vigilante form, more like it. And I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. It is just so sad knowing the actual story behind it. It feels like horror to me. I know some people might say this is more thriller but there are some gory bits in here
0: yeah i'd say that this movie is a nine it is really cool aesthetically i think it's cool to have a character that doesn't immediately get like thrown into the ground by the bad guys i hate a revenge story where it's like the whole movie is spent building up enough power to actually fulfill your goal and from this one he's like no i'm invincible I'm going to take care of everybody. I don't really give a shit about anything else. This is my job.
1: Yeah, and that's what I like about in the beginning. We just jump straight into it. Like They're dead, and you're kind of like getting a little bit of a background, but the reason we're here is the revenge.
0: It doesn't really linger too much on anything that doesn't matter.
1: Yes. The only thing I would like explained a little more is the villains. I get that they're just like crime lords, but I want to know if they have powers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that was explored more in like other versions of the script because it seems like this just went through so many changes, but eh, it's fine. Maybe it's just that, that they're crazy because they're crime lords and they're like, we have a tombstone that lets us live forever and it's through the power of eyes and we never see that because the crow comes along the way and stops them halfway through their plan. Yeah. (laughs) Because we always have a superhero versus a villain that's like, the villain is almost ready at the door to make his plan go through. Maybe this is like the crow at his full potential showing up to a villain who's barely thinking about what he even wants to do. <laughs> I think
1: he is at his full potential because he's talking about making Devil's Night even crazier than it is. For the sake of chaos, so he does kind of come in and ruin his master plan.
0: But he doesn't even know what he wants to do. He... No,
1: it's like he <laughs> has the money, he has the power already. He's just doing it to ruin
0: everything. And everybody's like, "But what about this thing, though? Like we were hyped up, bro. Why are you trying to change things? Yeah, fucking millennials, fucking their sisters. Yeah, what the fuck.
1: Yeah, I feel like even though the subject matter is pretty dark, I would just watch this as like a comfort movie.
0: Like if this was just on in the background, I would. I'd be like, cool.
1: It. I just really like it. I have like no negative feedback honestly
0: yeah neither do I 7.5 means a lot of people like it very limited haters it helps
1: that Brandon Lee was super hot to (laughs) look at the entire movie oh
0: yeah so you're saying his whole personality is that he's hot
1: yeah i mean isn't it any quotes edgar Allan poe
0: and he says it doesn't rain all the time
1: yeah this is super hot to emo chicks <laughs> the same way robert pattinson is now the emo batman we don't mean to keep comparing this film to batman but we think it definitely influenced the style of those movies going forward yeah is all we're trying to say don't come for us okay we know they're different movies and characters <laughs> i don't even like batman like that you don't think our pet is hot no oh i will say i think brandon lee's hotter Hmm. do you want to talk about what scared loki
0: yeah he wasn't actually scared by anything but he was intrigued by the ravens i wonder if they use crow sounds or raven sounds or if they sound the same and if it even matters i'm sure that's an idiot thing to say but i just don't know the difference
1: i just like that flocks of ravens and crows have crazy names a murder a murder
0: I'm like whoa is it murder of ravens no right murder of crows and is it a cornucopia of ravens
1: no i don't think it's a <laughs> cornucopia of raven
0: loki do you want to tell us what a cornucopia of ravens is I'm pretty sure it's not that. I have no idea
1: what my mom just texted me. How much you pay for your fuck cake?
0: Bought 350.
1: I gotta call her back. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm sorry. I completely missed what Loki said. I went to go look at what the name of a body of
0: crows is. He was trying to guess what a cornucopia of raven oh, was yes. and it was completely wrong. He just cared too much about licking peanut butter off our spoon.
1: We had peanut butter? An unkindness. What? Is... The name given to blackbirds. That's
0: just so long. An unkindness of ravens. What? Why uh, is it so mean?
1: So a group of ravens is called a murder. Let's see what a group of crows is called. I thought called. it was also
0: murder. Murder of crows. Quoth the raven, murder more.
1: I guess it's the same. They're both called a murder.
0: We do not condone murder, just to be clear here. We do like this movie, though.
1: <laughs> we just like the movie. But is that pretty much it for us here today?
0: It is. I wanted to make an announcement here that I think we're going to release our Discord to just anybody who listens to this.
1: Yeah. So if you want to come and talk to us all day, every day about horror and drinking,
0: we got so many channels on there. We got like shots, we got drinks, we got beer, we got cocktails, we got movies, Creepy content. Podcast yeah. podcasts, creators. Just share all the things that you like that are horror. We've got a pet channel, we've got Loki pictures, we got Yeah, Lyra send us pictures. your pets. Yeah. 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 We want to see all the pets. But for patrons who are like, what the fuck? I was getting my exclusive Discord access. We'll have a patron-only channel on there. So, join yes. the Discord. We'll put a link in here and we'll start just tagging it everywhere.
1: We are also going to start giving out some goodies in the mail for our patrons. So, keep an eye out for those. We don't know when, but it's coming. But, as always, we hope you guys had a good time here with us. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Out Pod, except Twitter. Twitter Scared Pod. You could send us an email at scared Pod at gmail.com.
0: So, we're the on patreon you can get early access to episodes or bonus episode and theme drink idea every month listen wherever you get your podcast give us a follow check out our drinks join the discord come tell us what you're doing
1: geek out about this movie it's so good be sure to like rate review all that good stuff and okay thanks bye bye that sounded aggressive the tip